the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. Four minutes after the hour, 11 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem. Sitting here to my left is Andy Salem, my daughter. And we work together at our repair shop in Tempe. And if you'd like to ask us a question, if you'd like to give us a call, if you'd like to comment on something that we've said or perhaps comment on something that you recently ex- experienced, then you're welcome to do that, 602 508 602-508-0960. This portion of Under the Hood is brought to you by Quality Transmission. They don't have different grades of repair. You're always going to get their very best effort. They're not the cheapest in town, but they do quality work. 90% of their business is from repeat customers or customer referrals. And they're a member of the Automatic Transmission Rebuilders Association. And even though they only have one location, they have a nationwide warranty through the Automatic Transmission Rebuilders Association, so all the other repair shops that do transmission work and are members of this association will repair your transmission in any state that you're at. Quality Transmission has been serving the East Valley since 1977. Give them a try. I know you'll be happy, and they'll talk to you and drive your car for nothing. Well, welcome back there, sweetheart. Hello, hello. The baby's still good? Yep. Nana's got him? Nana's got her? Yep. All righty. What we were talking on the on the end of last break was hoses and belts, and everybody has a different idea. So I put together about 250 years of technicians, and my question to them is, is how can we come up with something that's really fair to both people? And it doesn't really have to be re- fair to auto repair. It has to be really fair to the consumer. It has to be fair to the consumer. So we came up with something that's as simple as this. 8 and 8. Replace your hoses and belts when they become 8 years old or you hit 80,000 miles. Now, there's going to be some folks that are going to argue with that. Those are the folks that want to do them at 40, 50, 60,000, right? Yeah. The problem is, is we've got folks in Sun City, Ahwatukee, and East Mesa in the retirement communities that have 8-year-old cars with 25,000 miles on them. Yeah, exactly. And that presents a problem. In addition to the 8 and 8, actually 8 and 80, 8 years or 80,000 miles, we also suggest that you do your hoses and belts sometime in February, March, or April for two reasons. Number one, it's slow during that period of time, and you're likely to get a better deal during that period of time. And number two, that allows you to go through the next summer with brand new hoses and belts. There's no reason to do them before the summertime. So like today, today we're at the end, we're in the middle of September. Mm-hmm. If you needed hoses or belts and you fall into the 8 of 80, 8 or 80, 8 years or 80,000 mile range that Mark Salem proposes, then if you made it through the summer, you're going to coast through the winter. 
So if you're going to coast through the fall and the winter, then why not February, March, April next year? Certainly by the time you hit May or June, boom, you're already in there and you're set. So that's what I think. I think 8 and 80 defines the window just perfectly for the people in Arizona. What There's pros and cons about that, and I'll give them to you. When we come to when we talk about eight eight years, we've got people out there with twenty and thirty thousand miles, and so they're they're going. Well, wait a minute. You're going to let me go eighty thousand miles or eight years, but we do know that the rubber disintegrates at a slow rate, and we know that heat cycles. How many times you start it up and it gets hot and then it cools off? That's called a heat cycle. How many times heat cycles have a lot to do with how old your hoses are? Now, admittedly, at 25 or 30,000 miles on an eight-year-old car, you didn't have a lot of heat cycles. You still had heat cycles. So if you want to take the risk, that's okay. It's okay with me. It's okay with you, right? Mm-hmm. The downside is is that you better have some road service. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. You don't want to get stranded out there in the summer. That will be. And that's the issue. And what else is there, what else should consumers, this is a test for you, what else should consumers tell the shop when they have their hoses and belts changed? Just as a preventative maintenance measure? Yeah. If, if they're just doing it to yeah. to save the old parts? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Thank you for getting that. Yeah. Save the old parts. Put my old two hoses, my upper and lower hose, and all my fan belts back by my spare tire. If you get stuck in Wilcox, Arizona on a Sunday morning, there's going to be a cowboy with a screwdriver that's going to be able to put your upper hose on or your lower hose on for you. Mm-hmm. So you're not going to have to worry about finding a parts store to find the hose because you have parts that were taken off of your car. That are still good. Yes. Yeah, that you just replace kind of as a preventative maintenance. Yeah. So you have backups. It's kind of like having a spare set of hoses and a spare set of belts, and you know that they'll fit because they came off your car. Mm-hmm. And that reduces our trash bill as well. There you go. <laughs> People <laughs> laugh when I say that. But we do have a huge trash bill. Yeah. And and it is true that a lot of times, well, not a lot of times, it's it's our rules that we give you back your old parts because we want you to see what a broken motor mount looks like. Mm-hmm. We want you to see what your frayed belt looks like. We want you to see the filter, the orifice tube, which is a filter in your air conditioning system. We want to see you, we want you to see that this is a little bitty man that's covered three inches deep with metal grindings that's not supposed to be there. Mm-hmm. So we put that in a plastic bag and show you that this filter is filled with metal. Your compressor came apart. This filter caught as much as it could until it plugged up, and that's what caused you to not have any air. So I replaced this component. We don't give them their fuel pumps because they stink yeah. the car up. Yeah. We're not going to get anything that's going to damage your car, but we do go through lots of plastic bags and yeah. giving you your old parts back. And so we want to educate you. And then your sh- if your shop gives you your old parts, you have to keep the old parts until you're sure the car is fixed. And then once it's fixed, you can throw it away. And there's nothing wrong with throwing old automotive parts in your trash. As a matter of fact, if they're metal, they can go in your recycle bin. Mm-hmm. So those are the kinds of things, those are the kind of hints that uh, that a lot of shops in the Valley do. We're not the only ones. There's lots of good shops in the Valley. If you want my list of good shops, you can go to MarkSalem.com. And if you want to send me an email, my email address is simple. It's mark at MarkSalem.com. And you can send me an email, and I'll be happy to answer it and help you out the very best I can. Let's go to Mark. Mark Mark to Mark. How are you, buddy? Good morning, Mark. Enjoy your show. Thank you. Hey, I've got a uh, 2010 Ford Edge 
Um, I've actually got two two issues going on with it right now. The first one is um, I, I hear a clunking sound on occasion that appears to be coming from the rear end, of course, it's front wheel drive, and it it happens in a, a variety of different uh, different scenarios. I can I, if I go over a bump very very slowly, I'll hear it go clunk, clunk something like that. Okay. Uh, and occasionally, if I accelerate. Uh, fairly strongly, and then let off the accelerator. It'll clunk then. You you've done a magnificent job because I can diagnose this right now. Awesome. It's it's you have a suspension movement. You have a suspension clunk. You you see that there's going to be a clunk either up and down or forward and backward, and you just described both of them perfectly. <laughs> okay. So, I, really. If you continue that kind of discussion, you're going to save yourself perhaps a hundred dollars in in diagnostic cards. And here's how to virtually guarantee you'll save yourself diagnostic money: is learn how to make it happen so you can take the tech for a ride. Okay. Now, here's here's what I want you to to try to do. I want you to come to kind of an abrupt stop. Okay. Enough to where the person next to you kind of puts their hands out to the dash. I don't want you squealing the tires and all that kind of stuff. I want you to come to an abrupt stop because I'm shifting the suspension. I want you to come to an abrupt stop and let the car settle, and then I want you to take off a little, little hotter than normal. Now, okay. whatever's going on in the back end of that car when you stop. The brakes are going to shove backwards, and when you accelerate, then the car's the, the car's going to go forward. I'm going to shift the suspension one way or th and the other by stopping abruptly and taking off abruptly. And if you can learn how to make it happen, then you get your wife or your son or your neighbor, and you have them sit in the back of the car, and you make it happen. And they sit on the driver's side, then they sit on the passenger side, then you switch places. You sit in the back seat, driver's side, passenger side, and I guarantee you. Both of you will agree which side it's on. Okay. And that's exactly what we do, to, and we charge you a hundred dollars to do it. Gotcha. It's that's the pro, and then we're going to lift it up in the air, and we're going to identify which one of the lower control arm bushings is out of it, or whatever's going on. Okay. But the process is that that exact process. So, that that's an easy one. It's a suspension change. There's something loose in the suspension, and we have to find out which side it is and what it is. But if you can learn how to make it happen, and you can take the tech for a ride and show him how to make it happen, man, you've saved yourself a lot of money. Unfortunately, um, it's a bit too intermittent right now for me to make it happen at okay. on command. I've done all of those things you just described and had it do nothing. And then five minutes later, I'll go over a speed bump, and I'll hear a clunk clunk. Okay, now I want you to keep track of forward Backward motion versus up and down motion, because that's going to help us. Okay. If you say eight out of ten times it's up and down, body up, body down, okay. and only two of the times it's accelerate hard or brake hard, that helps us. Right. So that that's what we need. That's and how many miles your edge got on it? It's got 117,000. Holy mackerel. Could it be two separate issues with it up and down and forward and backwards, or are you thinking it's all going to be related to the same thing? The answer to the question will be answered by the guy who finds it. Yeah. Because he'll know. Yeah. It's not important right now. It's more important that he give us the path up and down, forward, backward. Mm -hmm. Or he can say both. 
it's going to help us. It's going to help the, the technician identify what it is. What you don't want to hear is, is we want to rebuild the entire rear end and put lower control arm bushings and put new struts on the back of it and new springs and do this and do that because that's what we call a shotgun repair. Right. And there's no reason for you to rebuild that whole back end just because you got a suspension shift. So that's craziness, okay? You okay. had something else going on with that edge. Yeah, I actually, uh, I used to actually work as an auto mechanic many years ago, and I went ahead and did rear brakes on the same edge, um, so last year sometime, um, and it's, it's developing what sounds almost like a metal-to-metal -metal grinding sound. Uh, plenty of pad is left. Um, they were uh, O'Reilly pads, uh, ceramic, I think, as I recall. Um, okay. And and it's only I only hear it as the car comes to that last couple feet of stopping. Okay. Just as I just as I approach a, a dead stop, and only for a, a, a second or so. Okay. Almost always, there's there's two parts of the pad. The asbestos and ceramic part hits the rotor. You know that. Right. But the caliper rubs on the back part of the pad, which is metal to metal contact. Correct. And they make a hardware kit that has the appropriate insulators that go between the fingers of the caliper and the back metal portion of the pad. They also make all kinds of goop and stuff like that that you can smear on that. But that sounds like what probably needs to deal with is, is if you looked at the back part of all four pads, you're going to see which one's moving, and that's the one that needs uh -huh. to be addressed. The good news is, is this is never going to cause you a problem other than aggravation. That's all it's going to cause you. This is never going to cause your brakes to go out, and neither is that suspension clunk. That's never going to cause you the need of a tow truck, unless, of course, you ignore it until it's so bad that the wheel falls off, and then that's your fault. So so <laughs> I'm trying to put you at ease that neither one of these is going to cause your wife to break down or your kid to break down or anything like that. Okay, but great. In, in, if you just pull those pads back out and look at the backside of them, I'm pretty sure you're going to find which one's causing you the problem. And you say a hardware kit, is it is it specific to the model car? I could buy it at yes. AutoZone or O'Reilly? Yes. Yeah. And, it, and yes, it's specifically it's, for the, 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 to go, something that goes between the back of the pad and the cup of the, the, the piston and the caliper. Is that what and it's saying? also going to have the pins that, that the caliper slides back and forth on, then sometimes the little rubber dust boots, and then a little right. a little tube okay. of, of grease that we grease those pins. So when you're done, if you don't put the pads in, you set the caliper down, you you push the caliper in and caliper back towards you, in and right. out, in and out, and it should slide with just one finger, just like that. Okay. But if you if you take the pads out, put the caliper back in, bolt it all up, and it takes both hands to pull it towards you and both hands to push it away, then there's your problem. Okay. So, all right. One thing I I did not replace any of the hardware when I did the brakes. Maybe that was. It's, one. yeah, it's a twenty dollar thing. So yeah. you know, it's twenty twenty five, maybe thirty bucks for a hardware kit. You're just gonna go there and say, I want a hardware kit for the rear end of my edge. Okay. But and I'm gonna tell my wife that she can plan on suspension shifts and, and brake noise is about 117 because she went out and bought the F car and that's the only F car that my family's ever owned for four generations. <laughs> yeah, 
and I have to wear a mask when I drive it because all my buddies are wanting to get a picture of the car guy who doesn't like F cars, and they want a picture of it. So I have to wear a, you know, I, I have a Yogi Bear mask, and I have a Barack Obama mask, and I, I wear them when I drive. <laughs> anyway, well, good luck to you, buddy. I appreciate your call. All right. Thank you, Mark. All right, thank you. When we come back, we'll take your call if you'd like to join us, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. And I have a Donald Trump mask, too. We'll be right back. Bill Bennett thinks you need to pick your friends carefully. These three guys on the train, you know, we have friends because they're useful, they're pleasurable, they're helpful. We also have friends because they encourage us to excellence. These guys encouraged each other in the right thing. And... Um, you know, there's a bond among them, and when the one guy said, go get him, Spencer, you know, he was right behind him. God bless these guys. Bill Bennett's Morning in America, weekday mornings at 3, right before Mike Gallagher at 6, on Intelligent Talk 960, The Patriot. You have a friend at Thunderbird Automotive, and his name is Tom Fletcher. In 2003, Thunderbird Auto was a finalist in the Better Business Bureau Ethics Award. In 2004, they won that award. Check them out at the BBB online. They're proud of their A-plus rating. They have ASC certified technicians. They can fix anything with a steering wheel. Thunderbird Auto offers a precursory inspection, the same as some charge $49 for. They offer a two-year, 24,000-mile warranty on parts and labor anywhere in the country. If you live in the Northwest area, you have two Thunderbird Autos to choose from. One at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird in Peoria, just west of the 101. And one at Mountain View and Reams Road in Surprise. That's just south of Grand Avenue. For more information, see ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. That's ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. Visit them at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird in Peoria and at Mountain View and Reams Road in Surprise, just south of Grand Avenue. ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. You want to feel connected, at one with your world. Informed, included, and inspired. So no matter where you are, have an on the when important things happen, you see this man, contact authorities we're here at all hours, in the moment, on every device in your life. Your local radio and TV broadcasters. We investigate and inform. Our political investigation saved taxpayers. Give back to the community. Our radio station is now accepting donations to help rebuild this community. Even save lives. It's time to just hunker down. It's too late now to leave. America's number one source for news, weather, and information on your radio, TV, computer, tablet, and smartphone. We are broadcasters. Always here for you, wherever here may be. Tell Washington local stations matter by texting RADIO to 52886. Furnished by NAB and the station, message and data rates may apply. On the next episode of Recipes for Disaster. So we've got our neighbor Paul coming over tonight for a barbecue, which is why I prepared a delicious lemon rosemary steak marinade for my special collection of old family recipes. To make sure the steaks are extra, extra, extra tender, I left them marinating out on the counter overnight, just like Nana used to. Maria may mean well, but without food safety, it never ends well. Always thaw or marinate foods in the refrigerator at 40 degrees Fahrenheit or below. Or you could make your friends and family really sick. Maria's neighbor Paul didn't think twice about the steak he ate until he was presenting his company's financial forecast to the board. That's when a sudden bout of food poisoning made it explicitly clear that profits weren't the only thing on the rise. Watch Recipes for Disaster at foodsafety.gov. 
You'll learn the right steps as Maria does everything wrong. Brought to you by the USDA, HHS, and the Ad Council. Check out the Seth Liebson Show podcast page at 960thepatriot.com where you can replay every minute of every show. The Seth Liebson Show, where it's principles, not politics. Weekdays from 9 to 11 p.m. on Intelligent Talk 960 The Patriot. Got an iPhone, BlackBerry, or smartphone? Download the Patriot app for your phone. Just go to your app store or log on to 960thepatriot.com today. 960 The Patriot. Welcome back, everybody. 24 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. Mark Salem, that's my name, Andy Salem, sitting to my left. And we're here at your service, 602-508-0960. If you have a car question like Skip, then you can give us a call. We have four lines open, so Jeremy will answer the phone. He's just going to ask you for your name. That's all he's going to ask you for. We don't pre-screen the calls, and I don't know what you're going to ask me before you ask me. So we're not going to spend a whole lot of time trying to look up your answer because we just do an ad lib and... They tell me I'm right more than I'm wrong, and that's kind of important to me. This portion of Under the Hood is brought to you by Tom at Action Auto Repair. He's located at I-17 in Deer Valley. Let me tell you about Tom. Tom hired a technician who had BMW background, and Tom said to me, I don't really want to, to, to draw BMW owners in just yet. And I said, why? And Tom said, I need to make sure that he knows what he's doing. I need to make sure he's going to stick around, and I need to make sure that he fits within our, our process. And I thought, that's pretty nice. So here we are a year and a month later, and Tom says, it's okay to tell people I have a BMW technician. That's important because we have one way south in Chandler. We have a shop that specializes in BMWs, but we don't have anybody way up north. So if you live anywhere near I-17 in Deer Valley, then there is a BMW technician at Action Auto. Action's been around since 1983. He served Deer Valley and North Phoenix area since 1983, and they work on cars of all kinds, but their technician and their technicians are ASE Master certified. That means they're going to diagnose it and get the job done right. So if you have a BMW or any other kind of car and you don't have a good car repair shop and you live near I-17 in Deer Valley, may I suggest Action Auto. Okay, Skip, how are you doing today and what can we do for you? Doing pretty good, and I think I can help you with that 68 F100 you had just before the uh, top of the hour break. Sure, sure. I've been working on those uh, 6772s for probably 25, 30 years now, and yes, I do have gray hair growing out of my ears. Good, good. <laughs> and then... the 68 was one of the last years that still had a, a single line to the gas tank with no vent, no carbon canister. And okay. 15 minutes is just about long enough to suck enough of a vacuum on that tank if you don't have a vented gas cap. I'll be darned. I never thought of that, and you're right. I you're bet right. you when he cracks so, that, that cap, you hear a big whoosh of air going into the tank, and then he's good for another 15 minutes. So so if he were to know that 15 minutes, it's going to happen, so he, he leaves the tank, the, the gas cap on tight, he, he lets it happen once or twice, he takes the cap off and hears the whoosh. Now he puts the cap, and let's say he's got a quarter tank in there. So he puts the cap in his pocket. Well, maybe he leaves the cap in the bed of the truck. And he drives yeah, it now for 20 minutes or 30 minutes and everything's okay. Then you've just saved him a heck of a lot of money. Yeah, and vented caps are kind of hard to find anymore because they're they're so unusual. And, and they're, they're not vented fit on the same neck, so it's, it's really easy to do that. And I've seen it happen before. That's a great idea. Thank you for taking the time to w- and wait and, and help him out. His name was Jim, and he had a 68 Ford truck. 
And so I hope he's listening. And if that's the case, then I want to tell you, Skip brought up something that I never thought of, and that's and, and the key there is is when you take the cap off after driving for some period of time, you're going to have that whooshing noise of air rushing out or air rushing in. Right. And in your particular case, you're going to have air rushing in because we've created a vacuum in the tank. So that's Hope interesting. That I, I, are you looking for a job? <laughs> no, I'm actually <laughs> looking to retire, but I'm still working. Okay. Well, the reason I bring that up is because Andy's sitting here smiling because we're looking for a technician. <laughs> so I was going to ask you. And we like the gray-haired guys because they fit right in with a couple of us. Oh, yeah. But we've got some young young guns in there, whippersnappers, that they they, they still think they know everything. Uh, and, and then, of course, then we give them a car on Tuesday, and then the following Tuesday we're asking if they've got anywhere on it. And, <laughs> and they've been working on it for that's I'm exaggerating, of course. But um, it, it just it's what we try to do is, is find the strength of the technician and feed him his strength. So we have guys that love Dodges, Chrysler, Plymouth. We have guys that love Fords. We have guys that like old stuff or guys that like new stuff. But we're looking for a good all-around technician. So if you know anybody, send them our way, Skip. Appreciate it. Thanks, man. All right. Thank you very much. So, and Jeremy, anybody else real quick? Bill, good morning to you. How can I help you? Hi. I've got a car that's just about out of its factory warranty. Uh, 50,000 miles has never, ever given me any trouble. I've never had to use the, the warranty at all. What's your advice on buying an extended warranty? Um, I hate extended warranties. I hate to deal with those people. I think that the majority of the extended warranty companies are out to avoid their responsibility. I think they screw their customers. I think they try to screw the shop. I think that they want us to financially participate in the repair, although we didn't get to kiss the bride. I think that they force us to use substandard parts by sending us parts in white boxes that we don't have any clue where they came from. Then they want us to warranty a part that we didn't sell. How are, are my panties tight enough for you yet? <laughs> tell us how you really feel. <laughs> and, and, and I want to tell you, I don't know anybody who can raise their hand honestly and say that they've actually collected more than the policy allows. I have seen those idiots call up, and we'll have somebody with, um, let me give you a stupid example, uh, um, somebody who has a, an alternator go bad. Uh, somebody who has a, dr uh, a U-joint go bad in a, in a truck, and they'll want transmission service records. And I'll say, what does the fluid in the automatic transmission and the filter have to do with the U-joint that's four feet away? And, oh, well, that U-joint would have been inspected during a normal transmission service. What are you, an idiot? How do you inspect the U-joint? A U-joint is a symptomatic repair. You got a problem, we diagnose it as a U-joint, we fix it. But to replace U-joints based on, oh, I think you need one, that's stupid. I can't tell you how many times there are times, and then they'll call the customer, because we'll say to them, we are not going to be your, your bad guy. You're telling us you want all of his maintenance records, all of his transmission services, all of his oil change records. You want all of this because you're looking for a loophole. I'm not going to be the bearer of bad news. You call your customer. Then I'm going to call the customer and say, you're in for a fight. I'm not going to help you because I can't. But you're in for a fight, and they're looking for to avoid it. Here's the one thing I... I have been involved in so many of these on behalf of lawyers, but I'll tell you the one that really strikes. The engine went bad, 
and the engine went bad because the O-ring and the oil filter housing failed, which pumped all the oil onto the ground, but the guy's doing 60 miles an hour, so he never knew he lost oil. Until the oil light came on, boom, the motor blew. He had gasket and seal coverage, and they denied the motor claim, $8,000 motor claim, because they said an O-ring is an O-ring, and it's not a seal. And when it went to court, the judge said, you guys better go back to the drawing board. So that's how stupid it is. I have purchased one in my entire life, and they jacked me around just like they do my customers, and so I want no part of them. Other so, than that, what do you have an opinion about? You know, that's about all I got to say. <laughs> and, and and right now I'm going to take a break so I can unwind my underwear. Yeah, and we'll I think be, we need to. And, and you can stay there if you want, if you have a comment, because I didn't give you much chance to talk, but I'll be back right after this. This is Bob Jones, owner of Quality Transmission Service in Tempe. Over the years, we've noticed we get two types of customers. One customer drives into our shop at the first sign of a problem, and the other waits until the vehicle breaks down and has to be towed in. The drivers who bring us their transmissions right away often catch the problem in the early stages while it's still a minor problem. The other customers push their vehicle so the minor problem becomes major. So if you're ignoring the signs that your transmission needs service, won't you stop by Quality Transmission Service today while you have the best chance of getting good news about the repair? The problem won't go away on its own. Find out for yourself why customers love us. Check out our listing on Mark Salem's website, Best Car Repair Shops in Phoenix. At Quality Transmission Service in Tempe, we'd love to make you our customer, but only you can choose which type of customer you'll be. When you're working hard to beat debt, you got to think of creative ways to get your income up. Here's an idea. Sell some stuff at auction. Start with locally owned and operated potofgoldestate.com. The owners, Dan and Cheryl Todd, have over 60 years of combined experience in selling antiques, collectibles, guns, coins, and jewelry. And over their many years in business, they've earned the trust of hundreds just like you. Whether you're saving for a rainy day emergency fund or paying down debt, let potofgoldestate.com help you get the extra cash you need. Potofgoldestate.com will purchase your items outright, or you can consign them to their twice-a-month online auction. Pot of Gold's nationwide online auction is a great place to get top dollar for your collectibles they specialize in everything from antiques household items to cars boats guns and more at potofgoldestate.com or visit them off i-10 and dysart road in historic avondale for some live auction action for more visit potofgoldestate.com potofgoldestate.com did you know Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons Tom and Paul operate Rain Tree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating, and they're also recommended by GarageFly. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates, and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasserate paint, and it's waterborne paint, so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. 
This is Michael Medved for townhall.com. The most recent GOP debate highlighted freshness and variety of the Republican candidates compared with a monochromatic field for the Democrats. The leading Democrats are all white Anglos, 68 years or older, and they've all worked as professional politicians since their 20s. Hillary Clinton, Bernie Sanders, or Joe Biden have each been part of the Washington establishment for more than 20 years. The GOP, by contrast, features three front runners: Trump, Carson, and Fiorina, who have never held public office. Ben Carson and Rand Paul are both accomplished physicians who refocused their careers to heal our ailing system. There's also ethnic and age diversity totally missing among Democrats. Carson is black, Cruz and Rubio are Latino, Scott Walker, Marco Rubio, Ted Cruz, Chris Christie, and Rand Paul are all under 55. If the public wants youth, diversity, and reform, they should compare the Republican candidates to the tired D.C. insiders the Democrats have put forward. I'm Michael Medved. Welcome back, everybody. 36 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem. Andy went to check on her baby girl, and she'll be back in just a minute. But let me tell you about IMM Auto Service real quick. Since 1972, IMM Auto Service and David, who is the owner, has been working on cars that make the rest of us quiver. When you talk about Volvos, Saabs, Fiats, and Alfa Romeos, Swedish, Italian, and some Asian vehicles, you're talking about cars that we call them one percenters. They don't represent one percent of the cars on the road, but they represent 99 percent of the gray hairs that are growing out of your head. But IMM has made a living for many, many years, since 1972, by fixing those cars and really doing a great job. So if you own any Asian car, but specifically Volvo, Saabs, Fiat, and Alfa Romeos, which is Swedish and Italian as well, those are the kind of cars that they specialize in. They do a really good job. They're in the northeast quadrant of the city of Tempe, just south of the 202, just west of the 101. They're on the southbound 101 frontage road. And you can't do a better job, And no matter what kind of car you have, but especially a Volvo, a Saab, a Fiat, and Alfa Romeo, you belong at IMM Auto Service. Okay, we were talking to Bill about the aftermarket warranty, and I just have one more thing to say. <laughs> I got to tell you how this works. First of all, whoever sells it, because they offer this to me. I get offered this at least two or three times a year. Mark, if you sell our aftermarket warranty, and I say to them, you haven't listened to my radio show because I'm not interested, but if you sell it, we're going to make you, we're going to sell you five or ten percent. That leaves ninety percent of the premium available. Now, the insurance company that owns that policy is going to hire an administrator, and they're going to give half of that money to the administrator to administrate your your claims. So if your policy was $100, Mark's going to get, let's say, $10. That leaves $90. Then $45 goes to the administrator, and the insurance company keeps $45. The administrator's going to try to get all of your stuff in under that $45, so they have a profit as well, because they can't go back to the well. So does it make sense when I say to you that you're only going to really, you're going to start catching all kinds of hell when when you get close to the 50% of your premium because we're running out of money. That's the whole idea behind this. If if it was that, I mean, look how lucrative it is because we have so many of these policies available to us. They're making money on your back, and they're, scare, they're using scare tactics to, to accomplish that. Buying an aftermarket warranty on a brand-new car is really... 
craziness because you can't even use the warranty for the next two or three years until you're out of basic warranty. So you'll notice that when Bill called, he said, I'm approaching the end of my warranty at about fifty, sixty thousand, and I'm thinking about an aftermarket warranty. If you're going to think about an aftermarket, you wait until you're done with your basic or when you're almost done with your basic. If you're going to do that, then that's fine. I'm just telling you that is not good for what you need. And 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 I would venture a guess that 90% of you will not spend that much money during the term of that warranty as much as the policy cost you. 90% of you will not benefit the premium versus what you would normally need otherwise. And don't forget, maintenance and wear items are not covered. Maintenance and wear items. So anything that wears, like tires, brakes, brake drums, brake rotors, those aren't covered. And then when we talk about maintenance items, fluids aren't covered either. So alternators and water pumps and transmissions but in reality you have to save yourself when was the last time I had to buy one of those all righty let's go on and let's talk with Mike Mike good morning how can I help you I've got a 70 El Camino and when you're driving it if you're if you drop a gear say from a third gear to second gear and get on it it'll throw all the belts off of it I put washers here and there and Bent the brackets on the alternator a little bit, trying to keep it from doing it, but it continues to do it. Okay, and you got three belts on that, I bet, right? Yep. Okay. What I would do would be take off, like, the air conditioning belt. And I think on your 70L Camino, you're still going to have a power steering belt that will run the power steering pump. I think the power steering is a double pulley. Let's take uh, the air conditioning. I'm not, I, I'm not sure. I, the last time it threw a belt, I just parked it in the garage, and it's something that I drive, you know, every couple of months. I've had okay. this thing for 30 years. All right. This this can't be anything that I can't fix with an old-fashioned yardstick that's made out of wood. I'm going to set it across the front of the crankshaft pulley, and I'm going to measure all the pulleys all the way around from the crankshaft pulley. I'm going to make sure the harmonic balancer hasn't come apart and the harmonic balancer is the rubber gasket on the lower pulley at the crankshaft. Right. I'm going to make sure the tension is right, and I'm also going to make doggone sure that the belt is the proper width because the belt on your El Camino on the air conditioning is what we call a 17-series belt, and the alternator belt is going to be a 15-series belt, and if we put the wrong belt in the wrong pulley, it'll, it has a tendency to throw it. What part of town are you in? Uh, far west, good uh, year. Okay. Mike's Auto Tech up in Glendale would be somebody who could figure that out for you. That would be no problem. I think your diagnostic costs are going to be somewhere in the vicinity of 75 to 125. There's a lot of us that have laser devices that we can put on pulleys and we can check to see that they're all square with one another. And oftentimes a broken bracket or the holes are wallered out in the bracket or we use the wrong air compressor and we don't have the right um, slant on the air compressor. Sometimes we can fix it with washers. But those of us that have gray hair that that we're driving the 70 El Caminos and working yeah. on the 70 El Caminos, we know how to fix that. Yeah, so. I'm, a, I'm a gray hair also, but there's nothing worse than, than pulling up next to your son in his Cobra Mustang and I'm a, I'm a Chevy guy, and there's nothing worse than, than dropping a gear and showing him what the old 454 Monkey Horsby can do and throw a couple tails off. 
you you have to beat him and then pull into the parking lot before the steam starts coming out of the radio cap. <laughs> exactly, and, and and that that happened a couple of weeks ago. So you know his 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 Cobra's nice little car, but there's nothing yeah. better to me than a seventy four fifty four monkey four speed. Well, and 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 I I I know you have air because we talked about that. Is this yeah. a car that you've had for a very long time, or did you that buy was it? My, it was my first car that my parents let me buy when I was 15 years old, and I'm 52 now. So I've had it since then, oh. and and I've I've redone the whole car 15 years ago, and basically it just sits in the driveway until the kids want to, our grandkids want to ride around the block. Well, I'm only going to tell you this because I'm only going to tell you this because this is one of the biggest heartburns I have as a father. I had two 70 Chevelle Supersports. I had one that won nationals three or four years in a row. I pointed 993 out of 1,000. It was the most pristine car in that generation. Right. And then I had a Hot Rods Chevelle. They were both resale red with black stripes. And the the biggest heartache I have is my son never got to take either one of those to prom. He never got to take a girl on a date. And I regret that with all my heart. And I hope you share that El Camino with the appropriate kids. The four-speed is going to obviously make a big difference because some of the kids are not going to be able to do that. But those, the trailer queen was in the, in the trailer all of its life, and then the other hot rod I drove. But I just really wish I would have let my kids enjoy those cars. So I'm just going to yeah. offer you that. And... I, I've let them drive it occasionally, but uh, it really, since, since it's been redone, since I had it all redone, and it, it's, the, the red with the black stripes, and yeah. you know they they can't figure out why the hood has to flap up and down. But <laughs> I, I think I still think it's cool. But I've got the hair growing out of my ears also. Well, cowl induction is something that's special. Um, I remember that when I had the Chevelle, I took the cowl induction off and I put supercharged emblems on there. And that created a lot of talk, but I never put a blower on it. But you didn't have to with a 454 because they were just had stump pulling power, as you well know. Well, yeah. thank you very much, Mike. Thank you very much, and good luck to you. And if you have any questions, mark at MarkSalem.com. I'm pretty sure I can guide you to somebody who can fix that for you. All righty, Jerry, good morning to you. How can I help you this morning, Jerry? Oh, and you know what? Let me tell Jerry I'm going to take a break, and I'll be right back and get him. I promise we'll be right back. Twitter can get confusing and congested with lots of stuff you don't need or want. So let 960 The Patriots tweets that matter vet out all the chirping. We follow the important names and only retweet the information that you want to know about. Get commentary on and retweets from the likes of Mark Levin, Fox News, and Breitbart, and all of your local politicians and national pundits. We do the legwork, and all you have to do is follow us on Twitter today. Twitter.com slash 960 The Patriot. Hello. I'm Bob Jones, owner of Quality Transmission Service in Tempe. As a kid, I was a Boy Scout, which taught me to live my life by honest principles. Through hard work and dedication to those principles, I earned the rank of Eagle Scout. I started Quality Transmission in 1977 and set out to build the most honest and trusted transmission shop in the area. In 2003, Quality Transmission was given the first Business Ethics Award from the local Better Business Bureau, and was presented to me by Steve Forbes of Forbes Magazine. No other transmission shop in the state has earned this award. Quality Transmission is also a charter member of Mark Salem's Best Auto Repair Shops in Phoenix, and we are one of only two transmission shops in the Valley 
that are AAA-approved auto repair facilities. I ran quality transmission using the principles I learned as a Boy Scout, which means that you can trust us to tell it like it is when you bring your car or truck to quality transmission in Tempe. This is Michael Medved for townhall.com. The most recent GOP debate highlighted freshness and variety of the Republican candidates compared with a monochromatic field for the Democrats. The leading Democrats are all white Anglos, 68 years or older, and they've all worked as professional politicians since their 20s. Hillary Clinton, Bernie Sanders, or Joe Biden have each been part of the Washington establishment for more than 20 years. The GOP, by contrast, features three front runners: Trump, Carson, and Fiorina, who have never held public office. Ben Carson and Rand Paul are both accomplished physicians who refocused their careers to heal our ailing system. There's also ethnic and age diversity totally missing among Democrats. Carson is black, Cruz and Rubio are Latino, Scott Walker, Marco Rubio, Ted Cruz, Chris Christie, and Rand Paul are all under 55. If the public wants youth, diversity, and reform, they should compare the Republican candidates to the tired D.C. insiders the Democrats have put forward. I'm Michael Medved. You have a friend at Thunderbird Automotive, and his name is Tom Fletcher. In 2003, Thunderbird Auto was a finalist in the Better Business Bureau Ethics Award. In 2004, they won that award. Check them out at the BBB online. They're proud of their A-plus rating. They have ASC certified technicians. They can fix anything with a steering wheel. Thunderbird Auto offers a precursory inspection, the same as some charge $49 for. They offer a two-year, 24,000-mile warranty on parts and labor anywhere in the country. If you live in the Northwest area, you have two Thunderbird autos to choose from. One at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird in Peoria, just west of the 101. And one at Mountain View and Reams Road in Surprise. That's just south of Grand Avenue. For more information, see ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. That's ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. Visit them at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird in Peoria. And at Mountain View and Reams Road in Surprise, just south of Grand Avenue. ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. If you're looking for the latest videos, audio, and articles from the top political minds from around the country, like Jonah Goldberg, Thomas Sowell, Michelle Malkin, and many more, then The Patriot has you covered. Just log on to 960thepatriot.com today. Check out the Seth Liebson Show podcast page at 960thepatriot.com, where you can replay every minute of every show. The Seth Liebson Show, where it's principles, not politics. Weekdays from 9 to 11 p.m. on Intelligent Talk 960 The Patriot. Welcome back, everybody. 40, 49 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. We still have some time. If you'd like to join us real quick, 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. we got four lines open. I'm going to take Jerry right now because he stayed with me through the break. Jerry, go right ahead. How can we help you? Hey, Mark, I've been thinking about getting a diesel pickup truck. All I know about maintenance on them is that it occurs that they are more expensive to own maintenance-wise than a, than a gas. Can you me? Yeah, I don't know that I agree with that. Um, you, we have to kind of take things in perspective. The two issues on diesels is oil change and filters, oil or uh, fuel filters. Those are the two big deals. You can go a hundred thousand miles. All you have to do is change your oil and filter on a regular basis, and change your fuel filter on a regular basis. That flies in the face of a gasoline engine that's going to need spark plugs that may have a coil go bad and have a variety of other issues that the diesel guy's not going to have to deal with. Now, the car, 
the gasoline-powered car truck is going to have a 5-quart oil system and it's going to have a 10 to 14-quart oil system. The car with the synthetic oil is going to probably run 8 to 12,000 miles, but the diesel will too with a 540. That's a synthetic. And it's okay to run the diesels, the Dodge, the Cummins, uh, the Dodge with the Cummins, the Ford 6467, the newer model engines that seem to have been better engineered than the 6.0, the 6.0 liter. And then when you talk about General Motors, you got the Duramax, which since 2002 has been just a wonderful, wonderful engine. So the belts and the hoses are the same. Uh, the engine mounts, the suspension, the steering is the same, gas or diesel. But the two biggest issues on the diesel is regular oil changes and regular fuel filter changes. And that's all you have to do for forever. The other stuff will come and as you go. And diesel fuel sometimes is comparable to gasoline. Sometimes we're a lot higher. And sometimes we're a couple cents lower. And you're probably going to get in the diesel trucks, depending on how you drive and how much of a load you're going to put on the truck, you're probably going to be in the 13, 14, 15 miles to the gallon range unless you're running on the highway empty and you're going to get up to the 16 to 18 miles range. So what kind of truck were you looking at? What year? Well, I don't really know that. Uh, right now I've got a 2010 uh, Dodge pickup. I was going to go with another Dodge and a diesel, uh, so something newer than 2010. And you're speaking of the fuel filters, is that something I can do on my own, or is that something that has to be done by a shop? No, you can do it on your own. You can do the oil change and the filter, and you can do the fuel filter. And I'll tell you something about the Dodge. If I was going to buy a used Dodge, I'd buy something that was 2012 or, or older, because everything in 2013 had to have diesel exhaust fluid called DEF. Okay. And I went all the way to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, to buy the last one-ton dually that had the extended mega cab with the Cummins that was made without DEF. I bought that truck in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Okay, what, what do you have against the DEF? Well, the DEF is a $5 a gallon liquid f that you're going to have to add to a 13 and newer. Well, in some of the General Motors and some of the Fords, they actually started a little earlier. Dodge turned off. The, the, the law said you had to do it by the December of 2012. My truck was made in November of 2012. So I, I lucked out in that respect. But DEF is, a, is an aggravation. It's made from urea, which is a fertilizer we use for grass. And we have to pump this fertilizer using deionized water into a system. Then we spray it in front of the catalytic converter to help ignite and keep the catalytic converter working. So we're using urea, again, a fertilizer for grass, deionized water, and we're going to charge you guys between 3 and $5 a gallon, and you're going to go through. You're probably going to have to refill your tank every two or 3,000 miles, and it might cost you anywhere from 12 to $20 to refill your tank. And if you get caught with the tank empty, then we're going to shut your truck down and let you go 25 miles an hour until you get it fixed. So I don't like the idea of the DEF, diesel exhaust fluid. I don't like the idea. And just about the time that we get all those trucks on the road, on the road, then they're going to come up with something different. But this has to do with vehicle emissions. So if I were you, I wouldn't buy anything with DEF. I'd let that be my line in the sand. Okay. All righty.
Sounds good. Good luck. Thank you very much. And, Jeremy, who did you say we had holding? David, good morning. How can I help you? Good morning. I uh, have a 92 Jeep Cherokee Sport. Okay. And uh, I bought it used, uh, but it, you know, it runs really good. No other problems, but when I put on the brakes, regardless of the speed that I'm going, uh, if I come to a stop sign or somebody pulls in front of me, uh, I hear this clunk, clunk, and I have had it up on jacks and tried to run it, you know, in uh, in my yard here to see if I could find out where it was coming from, and it wouldn't do it. Okay. I, I want you to put it back up on jacks, and and I want you to get in, and I want you to use your left foot and just gently hold on to the brake pedal, and I want you to go reverse, goose it, neutral, then go to drive, goose it. And I'll bet you can make it happen, and that's because the pad itself is moving forward and moving backward in the caliper because the anti-rattle springs are probably gone. And so this is an easy fix, especially okay. when you clunk like that. And and what's different in everybody else's clunk is that it, yours is brake activated. Would you agree? You have to be on the brakes to get it to happen. Okay, so that's that. This is not a hard one, but if you want to find it yourself, the reason I'm having you hold on to the brakes is is because when you put it in drive, the brake pad's going to slide upward. Okay, well when you put it, you're then I. Whew, how are we going to do this? Uh, I think you just drag your brake in first gear as you drive around the neighborhood, and you goose it and let go, goose it and let go, because. I'm holding the brakes, and when you goose it, the brake pad's going to want to move upward, clunk, and I'm going to move it to its extreme. And then when you back off the throttle, then the brake pad's going to come and go to the other extreme, which is the lowest part of the caliper. So the brake pad is moving within the caliper upward and downward, upward and downward. That's what I think's wrong with yours. And I, anti-rattle springs will fix that. Okay. So try, tr try that and see what happens, okay? Okay. Great. Good luck to you, David. Thank, Thank you very much. much. You bet. Don, you're up next. How can I help you? Yes, uh, I got a, a F-250 of V-10 Vortex, let's say um, 99, and I was checking my fluids the other day, and I looked down, and there's a wire hanging down, and at the end of the wire, it has actual, you know, fitting. It's uh -huh. not like, you know, somebody jerry-rigged it or anything. And I looked with flashlights all under there and everything, and it's on the driver's side, right kind of below the, the brakes. Um, okay. All right. I don't have much time. Who does your oil changes? I do. Okay. If you were to take it to a seasoned guy, I can guarantee you that anybody that's had five years of experience can plug that into the oil pressure switch or the temperature switch or, or to wherever it's at. It's going to be easy. It's just going to have to be up on a lift, and you're going to have to have somebody that's seasoned that knows what to do. That can't be a difficult part. What part of town do you live in, real quick? Uh, way west, uh, by the Air Force Base. Okay. I'd probably go to Thunderbird Auto, because Tom could find that. I can promise you that Tom can find it. Thank you very much. My, my email is mark at marksalem.com, mark at marksalem.com. God bless you. Wear your seatbelt, and if somebody does something nice, stick your arm out the door and say thank you. 
Season 3 star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.